You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janon, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they all got started in the game, and of course, where they are now. So... I hope you guys are having a great day so far. Um, personally, for me, thankfully, I recovered from that horrible cold that I had last week. So thankfully, this week, I can speak a little bit uh, better to you guys. So like I said, uh, you guys, make sure you sanitize all the time, especially with the coronavirus going on. You all have to be super careful. Just try to, um, you know, take necessary precautions and just be super, super careful this stuff is super scary and trust me you can surely surely prevent it by taking pre- uh, precautionary um, measures and uh, says the girl who just came from her epidemiology class here on campus but it is it is real it is true if you don't believe me just um, do your own research but if you if you try to incorporate some of these things into your um, everyday routines, then um, there's the, at least you can reduce your risk of catching these horrible um, diseases that are going around. Now today, um, I just want to start off the show by saying that we would like to, uh, as TKO Nation and uh, on behalf of um, our whole family here at CFRU, I would like to dedicate this episode to the legend, to the one and only Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi, who I'm sure you guys already have heard of unfortunately passed away in a helicopter crash on Sunday, this past Sunday. And uh, I'll be lying if I said my heart wasn't heavy because I'm trying so hard not to burst into tears right now. When I read about um, what had happened and when I uh, heard about the news, I, I could not believe what I was seeing. I could not believe what I was hearing. It was just such a big shock, not to just me, but I'm sure to the whole sports community. And let me tell you something. This is not just a tragedy in the world of basketball. This is not just a tragedy in the world of sports. This is a worldwide tragedy. The whole world is mourning the unfortunate passing of Kobe Bryant. And this is because of the great legend that Kobe Bryant was. And I'm sure there are a lot of people listening out there right now who grew up watching Kobe play for the Lakers, grew up watching Kobe becoming the person that he had become, that legend that he had become, um, not just in his career, but also outside the basketball court with the with the manner that he conducted himself with the so-called uh, Mamba mentality. And uh, if you if you go back and listen to some of his um, past interviews, some of Kobe's past interviews regarding his mentality, regard not just uh, regarding not just his career but also life. First of all, it motivates you so much, but also it makes you miss him even even more. And so, with the Mamba mentality, Kobe, if anything, if you want to take anything away from 
how Kobe Bryant lived his life and the legacy that he left behind, just hear this. He would always want you to keep working harder and harder and harder. We know excuses. And uh, I was watching some of his past interviews and he was talking about how if you truly love your job, if you truly love what you do, then you shouldn't even, like, when you go to work, when you go to school, when you do whatever you have to do, it wouldn't even feel like work. It, it, it would just feel like you're passing time having fun. And I'm sure that's the exact way that he conducted himself playing basketball, being such a gr- inf- great and influential person in the whole, uh, in the whole world. And, um, he was just such a great person. And also, I was uh, listening to another interview. Uh, some of his uh, previous teammates were talking about how they would go to the gym for their own training session. And they will see Kobe just sort of finishing up his training session. But when Kobe would see his teammates come into the gym, he would train alongside with them. Although he just finished his own training session. And when he would be asked, well, hey, Kobe, why would you stay? Uh, so much longer to trace so much extra and he would say that I just wanted to show you that I can do so much more and that I wouldn't give up as easily like that and that I, 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 I'm always willing to work harder than you and like I said if anything if you want to take anything away from the legacy that Kobe Bryant left behind for all of us out here just take everything that he had with his mamba mentality and um, the fact that he advocated for hard work determination and hustling so rest in peace to kobe bryant and his daughter gigi just want to say once again that we, we are constantly praying for you and for your family as well. And I can imagine how hard this is currently on on Kobe's wife and um, his other children and just his whole family. And like I said, um, the whole world is just so sad right now. And there's just a somber feeling in the in, in the whole atmosphere of of anywhere you go even on the Guelph campus right now whatever you go you just feel people be so somber and so saddened and I I dare say it is all because of Kobe and so once again wrestling power Kobe Bryant you will be you will be missed for sure and uh, your legacy though will live on forever so this is going to this whole episode is going to be dedicated to Kobe Bryant. And um, yeah, I hope it's going to be uh, I hope we make Kobe proud today. So today, y'all, uh, unfortunately, for this upcoming weekend, we do not have any fights coming up. So as a result, we will not be having any uh, breakdowns to talk about today on the show. However, uh, when I was breaking down, um, I think I did talk about the UFC fight night that took place this past weekend in North Carolina and in Riley, North Carolina, headlined by the heavyweight bout between Junior Dos Santos and uh, Curtis Bleeds. So we kind of briefly talked about that bout. However, uh, I totally forgot that there was a really great pay-per-view Bellator card happening at the same time. And this was this this whole card was actually headlined by a uh, featherweight championship bout for uh, women's MMA in Bellator between Chris Cyborg, 
the former featherweight champion at the UFC and the Bellator champion, Julia Budd. And uh, I was, yeah, like I said, I was really, really shocked that I didn't get to cover um, uh, that bout for you guys um, last week. But don't worry, today we're going to be talking about it in a little bit of more detail. Talk about Cyborg's perseverance and um, great performance on fight nights. Um, We're going to be talking about all of that today. And uh, in addition to that, there's a lot of headlines that have been uh, going around, not just regarding the fighters and the athletes, but also regarding the commentators. And I'm going to be talking about that in more detail and what I mean by that. And this is quite interesting because it, it, it also relates to our field of, you know, podcasting. And, um, you know, for me personally, as someone who does uh, TKO for you guys, I think it's it's very interesting to talk about uh, both points uh, that are brought up uh, in both sides of the argument regarding this whole beef between two of my all-time favorite commentators in, in the whole game. So again, um, please be patient. I'm going to be talking about that in more detail in a few minutes. Uh, in addition to that, uh, with what we had uh, happening over at UFC Fight Night with the bout between Junior Dos Santos and Curtis Blades, we're going to be talking about some of the upcoming matches that could be made after what happened on Saturday night. But also, we're going to be talking about some other things that are going on currently in the heavyweight division at the UFC, especially because I feel like for the longest time, the heavyweight division had been so dormant and uh, there hadn't been a lot of action going around in the heavyweight division. So this is in particular going to be interesting to talk about. And uh, yes, so without further ado, now let's get started with the show. Okay, so uh, first things first. So you guys know me. I love reading my MMA news in the morning when I'm having my coffee, when I'm having my breakfast. I go to my favorite um, sports outlets, media outlets, and I I just read it like the paper. And today when I was reading my um, MMA headlines, I came across this thing about Nate Diaz. So you guys already know, you're well familiar with Nate Diaz. Who does not know the Diaz brothers from Stockton, California? Come on, represent 209. You feel me? So Nate Diaz, um, he's been pretty vocal for the past few weeks, especially after Conor McGregor, the notorious Conor McGregor, had his recent welterweight bout against Donald Cowboy Cerrone. We all know what happened in that fight. We kind of um, reminisce about it last week in our show. So obviously, Conor McGregor beats Donald Cowboy Cerrone, and he calls out everybody in the welterweight division. Including, I mean, well, okay, he didn't specifically call out a name, but from his um, use of words and from his syntax, should I say, you could tell who uh, who um, he was trying to talk to and who he was potentially trying to call out indirectly. We all assume that Conor McGregor potentially wants to have that trilogy fight with Nate Diaz. The first time they fought, Nate Diaz won through a submission. The second time they fought, Conor McGregor took the fight through a majority decision. So this trilogy fight, this rubber match, it makes a lot of sense because now both parties have have won at least one fight. And it will will be really interesting to see what will happen uh, with this odd number fight and who will actually get the W for themselves. So... 
I can tell you that this trilogy fight, it, it will happen. Let me tell you this. It will happen in, in the very near future. But it's just a question of when it will happen. How soon will it happen? How willing are the parties, meaning Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor, to get back into the octagon to fight one another? Would Conor McGregor need more warm-up fights to prepare for this upcoming fight against Nate Diaz? Or um, how how long is Nate Diaz um, going to wait for Conor McGregor before he makes another money move, should I say, to, to have another fight before he has this fight against Conor McGregor? So a lot of factors uh, would actually go into when and how this trilogy fight between McGregor and Diaz is going to be made. And specifically... Uh, after that fight between Cowboy and McGregor, Nate Diaz came out saying that McGregor looks super weak and that he didn't see him win that fight and that he still thinks that he will dominate over McGregor given that the two fight once again. And uh, Nate Diaz, it turns out that he was actually attending um, the Bellator event that I just talked about over this past weekend. And when he was asked about this fight, this potential fight that he's going to have against McGregor, he said that he's wi- he's willing to wait for as long as he has to, meaning that uh, potentially this is how I take it. When he says that he's willing to wait for as long as he has to, it means that there have been talks behind the scenes of this fight happening. So now we are 100% sure that this fight will happen. It's just that the promoters and the fighters haven't taken matters into into um, the public. Uh, but it will happen. And there have been talks about it. And um, Nate Diaz, he said that he'll wait for as long as he has to. And that means that he will not come out um, having another fight before he has this fight against McGregor. Um, And the interesting thing is that even McGregor is really, really eager to have this fight against Diaz. But the, uh, the president of the UFC, Dana White, like we mentioned last week, he does not want McGregor to fight Diaz for the third time. Instead, he wants him to gain a championship belt for himself first. And then if things go his way, then McGregor can move on with this trilogy fight against Diaz. So that's uh, that. There's a little bit of conflict here and there with regards to this whole um, third fight between McGregor and Diaz. But I like I said, it will happen. There's no way on earth that it will not happen because uh, from what uh, each fighter has been saying implicitly, uh, there's definitely been talks of this fight happening. So uh, since we talked about the McGregor and Cowboy fight, uh, I'm going to get into this other um, hot topic that I really do want to talk about today on the show. The beef, uh, the so-called beef between two of my favorite commentators of all time, Stephen A. Smith and Joe Rogan. Now, disclaimer, one of the main reasons why I started TKO was because of Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan isn't just a regular UFC commentator. Well, I mean, there's no denying the fact that he has so much knowledge about martial arts, but also he's such a phenomenal uh, podcaster 
also a great comedian and he's just such a cool person so i always always look look up to joe rogan as a role model in so many aspects of life and um so yeah it's, it's great and with regards to Stephen a um uh, smith uh, him too, like a lot of the times that I, I break down fights for you guys or talk about a really controversial topics with you guys, I like when I go back and listen to some of my bits, I, I, I'm like, man, do I sound like Stephen A. Smith? Because Stephen A. Smith, he's uh, he's such a fun guy to listen to. And um, he's always so entertaining the way he um, speaks about and the way he comments on um, current issues and sports it's just so entertaining to listen to and watch and uh, like I said he's such a fun guy and uh, there's again there is no denying the fact that he too has a lot of um, knowledge about not just um, combat sports but all sports overall including football basketball everything so um, th- there's a controversy going on right now and a beef, like I said, between Joe Rogan and Stephen A. Smith, because right after the Conor McGregor and um, Donald Cowboy Cerrone fight, Stephen A. Smith has come out completely degrading the way Donald Cowboy Cerrone fought in that fight against Conor McGregor. And he said that his performance was, quote unquote, disgusting. And listen, like when it comes to Stephen A. Smith, it's he doesn't always put a filter on when he talks. And I feel like that was the best word that he that came to his mind at the moment to, to uh, for him to comment on Donald Cowboy Cerrone's performance. Although, uh, if you do want to go into deep analysis of how Donald Cowboy Cerrone performed on Fight Night, I would never, never call that performance disgusting. And this is where Joe Rogan comes in because he actually expressed his concern regarding Stephen A. Smith's comments on Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Cerrone, there, it's no secret. It, it, it is no secret that uh, Joe Rogan loves Donald Cowboy Cerrone. He has had Cowboy on his own podcast so many times. He loves the way he fights, and more importantly, he admires um, his mentality. He admires Donald Cowboy Cerrone's mentality because, like we've said many times on our show. Cowboy Cerrone is the type of guy that if you give him a call and say, listen, Cowboy, there's a fight happening in in like 12 hours. We need you to fill in for this guy that dropped out. Cowboy would be like, I got you, fam. He will put down the phone, hop on a plane, and in in a short notice, he will take that fight. And his attitude is just amazing. It's not like, oh, my goodness. Like, what would you give me such a short notice fight? He would actually love it. Cowboy loves what he does and you can definitely see it from the way he performs. But unfortunately, just like any other sport, you have your own ups and downs. And unfortunately, when he fought McGregor, it just wasn't his night. And it is totally okay. But what I can tell you is that it is not acceptable for anybody to call his performance disgusting. And that is because if you go back to, to his records, he has had the most amount of fights in the UFC and also the most amount of wins as a result of that in the UFC. And he has so many other records that are currently being um, held by him still um, in the UFC. So Donald Cowboy Cerrone, he, 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 I mean, listen, he is definitely a future Hall of Famer in the UFC. So he is nobody to be disrespected. 
And again, I do understand where Stephen A. Smith was coming from. Maybe he just couldn't articulate his thoughts and opinions in the most proper way at the moment. But like I said, Joe Rogan has come out criticizing Stephen A. Smith for his comment on Donald Cowboy Cerrone's performance. And interestingly enough, I mean, I, w- I, w- I would be surprised if Stephen A. Smith didn't respond to what Joe Rogan said about him. So Stephen A. Smith came out in a four-minute video of him just responding back to Joe Rogan saying that, um, hey, you know, I, I do appreciate where you where you come from. You definitely have a lot of knowledge of the sport of MMA and for more for most time, combat sports um, as a matter of that. But I've worked so many years in this industry of sports commentating and I definitely know what I'm talking about. And I said what I said. But Joe Rogan, if you need to talk further, I'll be happy to sit down with you and have a chat with you. Just tell me the place and the time and we'll meet up and chat. And uh, this is really interesting because I would actually love to see a podcast session between Stephen A. Smith and Joe Rogan. Although I don't want it to turn into a full on fight. Like I, like I said, I love both of these guys. But um, just for the for the two people to, to talk it out and uh most importantly, when they do resolve their differences, I would love to see Joe Rogan alongside Stephen A. Smith break down some of the current events that are in the world of sports right now because both guys are just so knowledgeable when it comes to sports. And uh, I, w- I would love to see that podcast, uh, potential podcast between Joe Rogan and Stephen A. Smith. And I know on our show, we usually talk about uh, some, of the fi- some of the fights and matches that we want to see between two fighters go down but in this case I feel like the game of um, the whole industry and game of uh, sports commentary is also pretty important because you don't really know it you don't really realize it but when you are watching your match you're watching a a sports event it is the talking of the sports commentator in the background that subconsciously somewhat impacts you and how you feel about that certain event how you feel about that certain athlete so I feel like they actually do have a very important job of keeping all of us fans out here informed and keeping us up to date and yeah like I said I would love to see Joe Rogan and Stephen A. Smith sitting down and having a podcast together that would be so much much fun anyway uh like i said i hope they do resolve their differences um but um now i do want to talk about the ufc fight night event that took place over this past saturday so junior dos santos and curtis blades they had a very interesting heavyweight bout um the fight, uh, the fight did take a round. And then in the second round, uh, Curtis Blades, he was able to completely dominate over Junior Dos Santos. Junior Dos Santos, he's not someone to be underestimated because, after all, he, he was a former heavyweight champion at the UFC. And uh, there was a reason why he was a champion at the time. I feel like uh, Junior Dos Santos has uh, one of the best um, striking skills in the in the whole division. Uh, his background is boxing. And I think when it comes to boxing, his strikes are really accurate. It's just that when it comes to defending some of the upcoming shots from his opponents... 
uh, he shows a little bit of weakness, and I feel like that is the result of him having absorbed so many shots throughout the years towards his temple, towards his face and head that has eventually weakened his chin and um like i said whenever he does receive a very nasty shot to the to the face um he gets knocked down and that is his only should i say point of weakness when it comes to his uh fighting game so that is exactly how curtis blades uh took the fight and um dominated over junior dos santos and after he won that fight, he actually said that he wants the title shot in the heavyweight division at the UFC. And like I said in the beginning of our show, I think this is a very um, a wise choice for Curtis Blades. He has proven himself over and over in the past few uh, few fights and bouts that he has had against notable opponents, um, including uh, Francis Ngannou and uh, very, very interesting people in the heavyweight division. So I think if anybody deserves a title shot through the hard work, um, consistent hard work that they've put into their fights over and over in the heavyweight division, it is uh, one of those people is definitely Curtis Blades. And he does deserve a title shot in my opinion but the matter gets uh pretty interesting and complicated because now daniel cormier dc the former light heavyweight champion and the guy who held the heavyweight championship belt for for a while for about a year um he is calling out the current heavyweight champion stephen miocic he's saying that he deserves a third fight against Stephen Miocic. And so um, there's there's two parties on uh, both sides of the scale. So on one hand, you have Curtis Blaze, who has every right to get a title shot against the current champion, Stephen Miocic. And on the other hand, you have Daniel Cormier, who fought the champion, Stephen Miocic. Once he won that fight, he got his belt fr- uh, from um, Stephen Miocic. He held the uh, title for about a year, although he didn't really necessarily defend it. He was still the the holder of the title. And when the two fought once again as a rematch, Sibir Miocic defeated Daniel Cormier. And now Cormier, he's not the champion anymore and he hasn't fought in such a long time. And now he is demanding that he should get a trilogy fight against Sibir Miocic. I feel like Daniel Cormier needs to... Uh, relax a little bit, take some more time off and uh, properly get into fight camp and training camp and train to the best of his abilities before he is actually permitted to come back into the octagon. We've seen him do a lot of commentary work on the on the sideline, but I just don't think it's the right time for him to come back, and especially to come back against one of the deadliest fighters, one of the baddest people and fighter uh, in the whole world, Stephen Miocic, uh, uh, arguably the best um, UFC heavyweight ever, um, Stephen Miocic. I don't think it will be the wisest thing for him at this moment. So um, I would definitely uh, give this um, title shot uh, to Curtis Blades. Hopefully he is able to prove himself to the whole world once again. And uh, if, if anything, I just uh, wish wish him all the best and hope that he, uh, given that he does get this title shot, I hope that he shows his p- best performance ever. So these were the main uh, headlines that I really want to cover today. Again, I'm sorry that we didn't have a fight to break down necessarily for you guys, but um, 
listen, this upcoming weekend, it's the Super Bowl. It is going to be between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. So if you are a fan of football, make sure you catch up with the Super Bowl. But if not, the week after that, we're going to be having the next pay-per-view UFC event. So UFC 247 between John Jones and Dominic Reyes for the light heavyweight championship of the world in Houston, Texas. So you already know it. Next week, we're going to be thoroughly getting into that fight and give you all the breakdown that you need for that whole fight card. And now I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. You guys already know, make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. And you can also go to SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl Jana right here. And this is TKO. TKO.